Hey everyone, Russ here. Before we get started, if you love Joygasm and think it's something everyone in the world needs, we'd love your support. Please consider becoming a sustaining monthly contributor. To do that, just visit patreon.com joygasm. It's super easy and it helps us out a lot. Again, that's patreon.com J-O-Y-G-A-S-M. Now on to the show. You are listening to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. He, of course, is Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich. And we're attempting to stay warm in episode 103 today, January 4th, 2000. And that's right, 19. Our topic of the day is our most anticipated games of 2019, which you can fast forward Two, if you look at the timestamps located in this episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Otherwise, just keep listening. My bodacious brother. Yes, sir. How are you doing over there? Well, I'm uh, I'm all bundled up here, Russ. I uh, you're bundled sure. up. I'm bundled up. Oh, bundled up. Yes, you're looking rather. Eskimoish. Yes, yes. I um, you keep it nice and. Hase mucho frijo in here. <laughs> well, see, si, senor. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, it, it's cold. It is. It is very cold. I got a case of the shivers. The no. shiver me timbers. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, I usually sleep with the air really, really cold. Yes, you do. It's like walking into Antarctica. I remember right. back in the day of high school. Yeah. Walk into my room, you can see your breath. Mm. Actually, I think that it rained one night and it got the carpet wet and then it froze. I do remember too that you used to sleep topless and so your yeah. nipples were hard enough to cut glass because yeah. it was so cold in your room. Diamond nipples. Mm. Only diamonds uh, cut glass, Russ. It's true. Especially yeah. if they're pink colored. <laughs> Rose gold. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Rubies. So, anyhow. Uh, yeah, no. So, it was it was freezing cold last night, and I woke up once, and uh, I've been, I'm looking forward to sleeping in. Sleeping in on the weekend. It's always a good thing. Yeah. Otherwise, we had, uh, we had New Year's, and that was interesting, because... Bunch of people were firing off guns mm. around where we were. Like that was interesting. So nothing rained down in the house. Though. Are you sure it was guns or was it yeah. like bottle rockets? No, and well, fireworks. They, well, there, there were definitely fireworks, uh-huh. but it, the fireworks make more of a <laughs> sound, not like a. <laughs> 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 Followed by a. Followed by. Yeah, really. So anyhow, yeah, New Year's was quiet, um, but entertaining. Mm. Finally got back on the uh, the stallion. Played the stallion. Uh, Which stallion are you currently riding? Oh, what is it? Um, oh, is it a Missouri Foxtrot? It might be. Yeah. Is it an Arabian? No, definitely not an Arabian. Mm. Definitely not 
Definitely not, but it's a nicer horse because everywhere I go, everyone's like, hey, hey, that's a nice horse, mister. Mm. Oh, thanks. Or someone will say, oh, what do they say? <laughs> I could, you could really get up and go with a horse like that. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> you may be a racehorse. Maybe it's one of those thoroughbreds. No, I don't know if it's a thoroughbred, Russ. But uh, the, the crowd definitely likes it. So without giving away any spoilers for those who are not as far yes. as you in RDR2, which chapter are you in? Chapter six. You've made it to chapter six. I have. And I must agree with Brad that uh, even though chapter five was fun, it was kind of a throw-in chapter. You know, they, uh, there wasn't really... A, I went, oh, cool. No, don't say what happened. I, I'm not going to say what happened, Ross. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm just but here I, to be your filter. I'm going to try to talk So they just kind of threw chapter five in there, and I thought, oh, it's just great. Cool. I'm on chapter five. It's awesome. And then it was like, whoa, here's chapter six. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Chapter one, two, three, four took forever. Now five was like here and gone. Things are picking up. The pace is on. I know, but I think the pace needs to be like the, the same throughout. You know what I mean? Well, no, I mean, not necessarily. If you're being told a story, you have your slow moments and you have your fast moments. You have your rising action and your falling action. And, uh, yeah, so, um, actually where I'm at now, too, I have a bunch of buckles and rings and stuff to turn in. Like, I don't know where to turn it in. Son, I'm here to tell you, you need to go visit a fence. <laughs> have you seen yourself a fence? <laughs> yes, I have. You need to go over there and say hi. And you need to be able to sell all that because you can sell them belt buckles and them rings and them stopwatches or pocket watches. I guess they didn't have stopwatches back then. They don't have stress. Stopwatches uh, came a little bit. Pocket watches, however. You know, I did bag me a legendary boar. Congratulations. And I took it to the uh, trapper dude uh-huh. and I just sold it. But I'm like, what can I get? He just gave me money. Mm-hmm. But I thought I could customize something with it. You can. So the way the trapper works is, and this, you know, listen to your brother, who has killed almost every single legendary animal in the game. I am a murderer. I have about three more to go. I've also caught all the legendary fish. Did you also take selfies? Uh, no. Well, I took a few, which is uh, it's pretty fun. Not not with the dead animals. Yeah, I just yeah. it was more yeah, like yeah, 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 I saw yeah, like yeah, this yeah, beautiful yeah. vista, like a waterfall, and I was like, oh. But, uh, yeah, so when you sell a legendary animal, there are certain options that become available for you to buy from the trapper. So you'll notice certain things are grayed out, which obviously are certain furs, pelts, carcasses. Actually, it's just the pelts. But the more legendary animals, and also you can bring... Um, perfect pelts. Have you ever got yourself a perfect pelt, Steve? Yes, Russ. Okay, not just want to make terrible. sure. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're terrible. I just wasn't sure how much you had invested yourself in the hunting game. From chapter one to chapter six, have you ever gotten a perfect pelt, Steve? I mean, ever? I mean, like, be serious. Well, I mean, some people <laughs> don't do it. Like, they're, they're all they do want to do is go through the story, and and that's oh, it. Oh, and and that's the that's the impression I gave you. I got the impression from you that you were wanting to do all the side story stuff and all the main story stuff, but I really have not heard you talk about hunting. 
I said I was taking my time with yes. everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's how you do it. It's like you you have to bring. In fact, I'm still in the process of doing the same thing. Exact thing. Like you have to bring a ton of animals over there. But the more animals you bring to them, then all of a sudden more and more options become available. And so when you go through all the options, you'll see hats and vests and pants and boots and gloves and jackets, like all these different clothing items that you can mix and match, or you can have like complete clothing items that are kind of going hand in hand, which I, there are several items that he has that I'm working towards getting. There's a vest in particular. I got my eyeball on. I actually really love that cowboy hat with the rattlesnake head poking out the front. Have you seen that one? No, I've not, Russ. Well, Steve, you need to get on that game. You know, they're going to have like a fishing vest where I like, all the lures and stuff are hanging down all over the place. <laughs> Bash masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I am. Strike fear in the hearts of my adversaries. <sighs> what else is going on with these two? You know, that's, uh, let's see. Well, I haven't watched anything recently. You know, we, we, we twitched. We twatched. Careful what you say there, Steve. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Right back at you. Anyway. I was, uh, I'm not the one who... <laughs> I'm not the one. Almost, uh... Had a little problem if I didn't add that CH in there. <laughs> Just keep talking about nipples, Russ, okay? Yeah. Man boob. Yeah, really. So, we play a little Forza. And you got grumpy. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, I got grumpy. And you know what? I did get grumpy. You do. You're a very competitive man when it comes to racing games, and if you lose, then you just get into a huff. You know, I don't mind. No. No, 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 no. Let's be specific here. If I lose, I don't mind losing as long as it's, like, fair and square. But when the game takes a double-barreled shotgun and shoots both feet and goes, oh, yeah, it sucks, you lost. I go, this just sucks. I agree. This sucks. I was talking, actually, to our good old friend Brad about your predicament. And actually, it turned into our predicament when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Because I totally agree. I think that it's a game design flaw if you're playing the single-player career and the game, obviously, is pushing this feature of rewinding without any kind of penalty. Like, oh, you want to try that turn again? You can rewind it. And then when you get into more of the, the online experience where you're in a convoy and you're racing with other players, suddenly that feature with without any kind of warning or notice completely changes night and day. So when you click rewind, it's not like everybody rewinds with you. You are severely penalized. And I went on to say, like, if, if it happens to you once, you can probably catch up. You won't get first place, but you'll probably have a chance of getting maybe third place, depending on the race and that sort of thing. But if you end up doing it like twice, there's no way you're going to be stuck probably in last place. And it's just an unfortunate thing because the game itself conditions the player to press the Y button every time they make a mistake on something. Because, I mean, they're, they're always really pushing that that feature. And so it becomes a motor skill for your hands when you're, you know, when you mess up, you just instinctively just, oh, I just got to press that button to, to try it again. That was one of the things that I struggled with, and I'm sure you did as well. Well, the thing is, is that when you're during, when you're playing the regular game, the regular campaign, if you hit Y and you go, it goes back to one segment, you can hit Y again and go back even further. And sure. You keep on going back, blah, blah, blah. You hit it like 10 times. With the online, you can only hit it once. And so that's another problem with yeah. with my case is, oh, I missed the checkpoint. The, the checkpoint. So I need to go back. But if I didn't slow down enough 
or I'm already flying through a turn at 255 miles an hour. And then it, if I rewind it back, it's going to go, oh, here you go. Here's your one chance. And I'm, of course, flying at 250 miles an hour again, past the checkpoint. Rewind. Past the checkpoint. Rewind. Past the checkpoint a third time. Rewind. And therefore, and then everyone's already done. It's like, oh, you got 20 seconds to finish the race. Yeah, that's kind of the started. insult to injury is when like, yeah. you, know, you have 20 seconds to finish the race. You're like, I'm not going to finish the race. No second. Yeah. So, I mean, at that one, at that time, you're like, hey, hey, Steve, did, did you quit? I'm like, yeah, I exited the race because there's no point in me continuing this thing while it Quitter. keeps on. And while it keeps on, like, throwing me through this one checkpoint that I can't make. Why am I going to continue playing this? So, as you can imagine, Uncle Steve was a little grumpy. Yeah, I was. He was uh, I was. I was grumpy. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it, Russ. Okay. What about you? I will have you know that I beat Red Dead Redemption 2. I got through the epilogues. You know what we ought to do? What? Once I finally beat it. Mm. Which is catching up pretty quick, Russ. I'm, 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 I played nothing but Red Dead except for that one night we, we twitched. Indeed. I caught up pretty quick. Now, what we got to do when I finally beat it, we got to have a full-on in-depth review. Of course. Analysis. I, I plan on uh, perhaps inviting Brad back on the show since yeah, uh, so he, we can tell him I was wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have found, I mean, again, I'm not going to talk in detail yeah, about this, but uh, from a high level, just loved it. Top to bottom, start to finish, loved it. But yeah, the, the game itself has had a fair amount of, Controversy, I guess you could say. I'm not even sure that's the right word. But it's one of those things where you have um, gamers who either love the whole game in its entirety or you have gamers who uh, really love the game for most of the parts and then there are parts that they didn't like. And then as a result, it caused them to not like the game as much. Or you have folks who played it who just didn't think it was very good at all, didn't measure up to the original Red Dead Redemption. So it's pretty interesting how there are these three main camps. However, I am in the first camp. I absolutely... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, ah! it, it was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed... I, I stayed up till 5 a.m., which I believe I mentioned to you earlier. You did. And let me tell you, I, it's been a while since a man of my age and stature and uh, debonairness... Uh, stayed up that late, and um, I, I I would be a bit of a liar, liar, pants on fire if I were to say that I was perfectly fine the next day because uh, I'm no longer 20 years old, Steve. I cannot stay up that late like I used to back in the day. But it was fun. It was a fun romp through. It was a fun um, time to be able to get through the game because there was just a lot. You're going to be surprised actually when you're going through the epilogue because there's two parts to the epilogue and there's a lot to, to take in there. So is there rough? I look forward to being able to talk to you about it, though just because I feel mm. like with this particular title we've had to be touch and go with it just because we are not really ever at the same point in the game and so you know, no one wants to ruin it for the other person. So no it's one gonna, wants to It's going to be nice it. to have an exhale. You know what I mean? <gasps> Exactly. Exhale, now, just as long as you've swished some like Listerine or something through your mouth. Oh, maybe I'll take an Altoid. No, don't take an Altoid. No, no Altoid. 
No. You used to be I, Altoid I, King. Yeah, I know. I, I walked around everywhere with Altoids. And everyone did. thought I had cocaine in my little uh, sandwich bag of Altoids. Exactly. When someone sm- slapped you on the thigh, you had like a little powder pl- uh, plume cloud. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember my teachers in junior high were like, oh, excuse me, Steve, what's that? I'm like, it's, a, it's an Altoid. And like, let me see that package. And I'm like, okay. So I handed him my, my Ziploc baggie yes. full of like three containers worth of They probably thought Altoids. it was crack cocaine. They did. They were like, look, they're fingering through it and like, <laughs> were they doing that thing where they like, take their index finger and like vigorously rub it against their gums and teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is Altoids. Here, take it. <laughs> this is going to be a good day. I was hoping for a pick-me-up. Deal with these kids. Exactly. Oh, yuppie larva. <laughs> okay, check out your bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Pop quiz. Bunch of punks. I hate you all. <laughs> so, let's see. In addition to Red Dead Redemption <laughs> What were we 2? talking about? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I know no. what I'm talking about. I got my <laughs> nose right in front of my face. <laughs> So, rang in the new year with friends. We had another family come over, and so all the little kiddos got to play, and uh, we had a little bit of a dance party. That was fun. Mm-hmm. There's something uh, really fun about having a bunch of four-year-olds freaking out about uh, your hue lights, which I have talked about before and causes you to uh, roll your eyes a bit. But had a bit of a dance party in here, and uh, it was a lot of fun having the lights uh, go to town. Uh, did you, by the way, did you notice any or, or watch any of the the rockin' New Year's Eve-ish type of shows, whether it was on, like, NBC or ABC or CNN or Fox News or anything? There? No. Actually, I don't think it was Fox News. It was, like, Fox something or other. <laughs> Fox News. You <laughs> watched the parade on Fox News? <laughs> it was very political, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> No, but it, uh, apparently there were quite a few problems with uh, a couple of, of the networks, NBC and CNN oh, in particular. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, My goodness, like some of the stuff I was reading, like like with uh, Chrissy Teigen yeah, or something. Teigen, like, yeah. Teigen is that yeah, her name? Yeah. What we come to I'm talking about something that has to do with uh, steaming a certain area of the female uh, anatomy. Steaming or streaming? Russ? It was steaming. Yes. Uh, Apparently, I read the article about how uh, I think she had even uh, posted uh, some sort of Instagram pic of her uh, popping a squat and going through the motions of it or something. I think she's very proud of it, but uh, needless to say, there has been quite the social media backlash from a lot of enraged parents who uh, have always viewed the New Year's Rockin' Eve type of shows as family-friendly. Apparently, Mariah Carey... Acting like a diva in New Year's past is not quite enough anymore. I got to one-up it somehow, you know? Well, the the poor girl this year uh, continued to have problems when uh, I saw the video when it came time. First of all, NBC completely dropped the Literally, they dropped the ball by not covering right, the, the ball, ball dropping, dropping. Yeah. Which was a huge uh, <laughs> uh-oh moment for them. Faux pas. Yes. If you will. 
But also, too, after the ball had dropped, you know how all the hosts, they, they tend to like give each other smooches and hug each other. And it's just all like hunky-dory and happy and celebratory. Well, the same girl goes to hug one of the, the co-hosts who's holding an umbrella. And it's one of those umbrellas that have those like pretty like prominent spokes that, that you know make up the skeleton right. of the, the umbrella. So she goes in to hug this other woman. And one of those spokes totally goes in her eye. Ouch. And I mean, it's not just like a little like like little tap, like boink, oh oh. <laughs> I mean, it was like impaling, just like you know, just it was so Gross. painful to watch. And then she, you know, she was trying to recover from that, and then she was trying to hug the the other woman, and the woman was was trying to adjust and stuff, and try and salvage uh, the, the hug. Then the eyeball, <laughs> yeah. It was just bad. And then CNN on their side, I guess uh, they ran into some problems based on where they were perched. And the, one of the, the hosts uh, wasn't Anderson Cooper. I think uh, it was the Something other did guy. happen to Anderson Cooper. I saw pictures of him litter all over the place on Facebook. I just didn't. Okay. Well, I, on one of the hosts apparently like they had an umbrella because it was starting to rain in New York. And uh, this guy ended up getting confronted by security and they were saying how based on the area that they were at, they couldn't use an umbrella. So then he proceeded to just rant live on uh, the show, which of course, you know, when you're Ah! in the festive mood to bring in the new year, that's what you want is a man who is uh, pissing and moaning. (laughs) So yeah, it's, uh, I I fear for the future (laughs) as it applies to the new year's Eve shows, Steve. It's it's not as classy as it once was back in the Dick, Dick Clark, Clark day, Bob Hope go, days. Yeah. yeah, all those days. Like there's just ah, something missing there. But anyway, to uh, t- were you, were you going to say something? No, I think something happened with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Also, <laughs> like I a don't float know. Just lost air. And, oh yeah. no! It's like this huge. <laughs> yeah, who knows what it is? <laughs> Turns out to be like Batman One, where all the green gas comes out. You're like no. now to echo your little doohickey about forza of course i was playing that with you on twitch and it was really fun to be able to get in there i was prepared to try out the latest dlc which what is it called like fortune something or other fortune island that's right fortune island so I had downloaded it and bought it and I was totally expecting you to have it ready to go and perhaps even like play it before me because you're such a, a car guy. You're such a Forza fan. Mm. You disappointed me, son. <clears throat> I, uh, when I loaded Forza in there, it says, hey, you can now get the Can-Am Maverick. And I thought, awesome. I used to park those things. <laughs> and so I go in the, the auction house. And I'm like, I bet someone's selling it. Sure enough, they were. And I'm like, I'm going to get it. And then it says, nope, you got to download it. You got to buy the whole thing. I'm like, God. I have a feeling the reason why was because your girlfriend turned fiance was in town and your brain was somewhere else because I would have expected you to be on top of that whole dealio. She did leave on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And all I could think. Ah! That word got caught up in a whole lot of mucus. Yeah, it did. It was drowning in it. I could tell. I could see it. I saw your cup over there, too. I was thinking about uh, using it. I, I have no cup over there. It's right there, actually. That's a that's a dry cup. I know. I was going to spit in it. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> if you have to spit, there is a box of Kleenex to my left, which is uh, your right. You know, every time I... When I'm on the show with you and I have to... Ha! <laughs> 
I think of the spider in Five Goes West, where he spits, but it's like a spider web. That's right. And they're like they're training, they're traveling somewhere on a train. Here to do this. Here to do yeah. that. And then, I'm a good little spider. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what to go? Water. I'll give you water. That's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's a. That's me. That's what I felt like. Oh, when I got doing it, wait, to wait, wait, me. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Well, with you in the room and I have to hawk a loogie, that's oh. what I think about. I see, Steve. If it was anybody else, I wouldn't think about that, but because it's you, I do think about that. Well, I appreciate that. It's kind of a backhanded compliment in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. That was a good movie. There was a lot of good voice talent in that movie, too. I remember there were some scenes that we rewinded quite a few times. Oh, yes. Crying, laughing so hard. Yeah. Probably nowadays we'd be like, that's so lot three dozen times it's not funny anymore oh no i think i think it'll bring us right back to that moment it was one of those don bluth magical movies steve don bluth the man who did all dogs go to heaven secret of nim secret of nim wasn't funny but that was a cool cartoon that was, was pretty i was like that a was a serious cartoon yeah, yeah, yeah as a kid are you kidding me you're watching you're like man this is this is something else yeah mice were getting stabbed yeah i almost run over by a tractor that's right the owl like crunched some big moth mm-hmm. man as a kid you're like oh my gosh i feel sorry for that moth but that owl is really impressive iron giant uh i believe i know brad bird directed it but I'm, i wonder if he worked with the, the don bluth animation team i don't know anyway on a different note, I decided to buy some proper comic book bins. And I had been using a cardboard box of basically just just that's what I've been using for a long time. And, and as I continue to collect comics and stuff, I'm like, well, it's just not doing justice anymore. And besides, the comics just were laying flat as opposed to being uh, vertical. And I was like, okay, I need to, to reorganize this whole thing. So I went on Amazon. They've got these plastic bins that you have to you have to put together yourself, which is not a big deal. But they are the dimensions of it are specific to comic books, and it has a, a, a kind of a nice fold cover top thing that, that you could that you can stack more and more of them and uh it's able to support the weight so i was able to go through and and i was surprised you know i don't really have that many comic books i know i i for a while i was thinking you know i probably have quite a few comic books just because i started collecting in the early 90s but going back through that it was actually kind of a trip down memory lane because i was organizing uh my jim lee comic books i'm a huge jim lee fan also, I'm a big Mark Silvestri fan, and uh, I had a few uh, Todd McFarlane. Although the the Todd McFarlane comics I had were Spider Man, they were not Spawn. I, I didn't. I was not actually into Spawn back in the day. I was more into the well, uh, Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri, the the Wildcats and X Men and Cyberforce. I don't think you could have walked a Spawn comic book through Mom and Dad's house doors. Probably, first. probably not. I, yeah, it's definitely. I think I think it was a little, little too edgy, a little yeah. too goth for back in the early nineties. It was edgy, and then of course I'm looking through some of the other stuff. I have lots of Spider Man because that was the comic I started with. A lot of Mark Bagley goodness in there. I had some Rob Layfield stuff. Rob Layfield's characters are a bit funky looking, especially from the waist down, which. 
if you recall in one of the Deadpool movies, they actually crack a joke about. Um, but he, oh, yeah, I think he I, has yeah. never been able to draw feet. And right, I was looking yeah. at it again, I'm like, that is correct. <laughs> just looking back on it. However, some of his ideas for characters and stuff were, were very cool. It's just, it's kind of funny how like, yeah, just out of the bunch, uh, I would not <laughs> place him as, as one of my favorite artists. Everybody has like one shoe size fits all. Well, it was just and they're like, all like goofy shoes. <laughs> yeah, like like well, you could tell like like most of the frames that he drew, he purposely would leave the feet portion of all the characters out of the frame. Like like he would just get down to about the ankle, mm. and then there would be a cutoff, and it's like, uh huh. And then there would be certain ones where he'd have to show the feet, and the yeah, it was just eh. <laughs> looked a bit mangled down there, Steve. But it was it was a nice little trip down memory lane to be able to see some of that stuff. And let me tell you, actually. The quality of comic book production has really gone up since our time back in the 90s. Just looking at the paper quality, looking at how the colorists did their thing. Of course, really? I mean, these days now, I mean, a lot of the stuff is colored digitally. And yeah. even the inking. I mean, the inking is probably still done more traditionally, but uh, there, there is a lot more production value placed into the comic books. I went into a comic book store. This was a few years ago before I moved out. Hired to hey, hi. And I went in and <laughs> uh, knocked that fly right out of the sky. My back. Hate it with that. Hurt somebody with that thing, namely myself. Yeah, really. So I went into a comic book store, walked around a little bit. Still smelled like dust back from the days that we used to go in there. I'm like, man, I gotta get an asthma attack in here. And I was looking around. I'm like. Stuff sucks. I don't know if their inventory yeah. was bad or what. I thought, ah, what happened to the days of the nineties? Here's yeah. So the the main problem is is that all the rock star artists have become either owners of their own company or they have become very prominent in pre existing companies. Like Jim Lee, for instance, is like I believe he's like the chief creative officer or some huge title at DC Comics. So he has all kinds of responsibilities on a daily basis, which really prevent him from making a full comic book. So all he does now is occasionally he'll do like a cover. He'll do like a, a cover variant or something like that, which I still collect because I just I love his style. But it's it's a bummer because all these different artists that we grew up with, I, mean, I wish that they would continue to, to make the entire book but they just don't. And so now we have these other artists and I, I totally agree. Like I look, I look at them and I'm thinking, Hey, there's just nothing grabbing, you know, there, I mean, <laughs> you think back in the day, like especially when image comics was founded and you look at like, you know, you had Eric Larson and you had Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri, Todd McFarlane. Um, who else was there? I mean, Rob Layfield was a part of that too, but um, just, uh, yeah, it's Sam Keith. Uh, who did the Max? I believe it was. Well, I collected the Max. You, you, you would were not into uh, the Max. I'm trying to remember who uh, who did uh, Young Blood. That's Rob Layfield. Is that Rob Layfield? That is indeed oh, Rob Layfield. Just go through there and look at everyone's feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. 
And I remember too, like, like that was back in the day when they were starting up image comics. And so they all had their own IPs. They had creative control over everything, including the story. But the one thing that was a bit of an annoyance was because you had all these creative artists that were in control of everything, their comic books were constantly late. You remember that? Like you're waiting for the next issue. And right. it, it was like two or three months late. And you're like, where is this thing? Yeah. And then the other issue too, was that there was like, kind of like this creative ADD, which I understand as a creative, I have the same problem. Where like they, I mean, every one of those comics that came out was like a mini series. Remember that? Like, like they'd go through like maybe four issues and they're like, okay, I'm done. And they go into something else. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I like these characters. Like you, you just start introducing them to us and then you stopped. And so it is kind of funny looking back and, and seeing quite a few of these different characters and, um, yeah, I mean, it really goes to show how important it is. Like, you know, it's important that you get certain dedicated writers and you have dedicated producers and uh, just editorial staff, financing staff, just having those, those those different elements in place to be able to get a comic book out on time. But it's just fun to think back, back in the day. I also noticed on a few of my comic books, uh, probably my X-Men and Spider-Man, there are um, on the back of some of the little uh, cardboard spines that you place in the... Uh, behind the comic books, there was a stamp that had the Petaluma address of the comic book box. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy to like see that on there. I was like, oh man, I even forgot what that place was called. And I looked at it, I'm like, wow, I don't even think that that place still Well, that's where exists. I, that, well, I don't know about today. I think actually they, they, I think they moved. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, that's where I was. Huh? And oh, I got to tell you, I forgot where I was. Uh, I was in Petaluma at one point. I think I was buying, I was somewhere like, I don't know, maybe it was, I was getting a coffee or something. And the lady who was always working there came in to get coffee. And I was like, hey! and you know, and she had grown <laughs> older a little bit, but I mean, she I, looked know, the I, same. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't remember names at all, but I remember faces. Like, yeah. To the, I mean, I remember faces a lot. Yeah. So yeah, she came in and I was like, hey, like you used to work at the comic book auctions. You know, she was kind of real soft spoken. She was like, yeah. Uh, you brought up something painful. Yeah, I don't work there anymore. It closed its doors. Yeah. I hate you. Anyway, I, thanks for bringing that up. I was trying to forget it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was going to have some coffee, but now I'm going to go get some alcohol. <laughs> Drinking Drink some, sorry, lady. Drinking in a dark back alley somewhere. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, you don't need to do that. Yeah, well, let me buy you some flowers or something to make you happy. With a side of Prozac. <laughs> the last thing uh, that I thought was fun, just as a little side note, is that I um, found the my this little Target gift card. It's a fifty dollars gift card that I received from my day job. Totally forgot I had earned this little prizey prize, but I was wondering, Steve, if you could recommend any game that I could buy with 50 bucks. I got 50 bucks right here. And, I, uh, you know, I've bought quite a few games through Xbox uh, Live, uh, but I was curious if there were anything that perhaps I missed. 50 schmuckies. Huh? I mean, I bought quite a few, but I have Monster Hunter World and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ooh. Of course, RDR2, no surprise, Forza 4. I mean, well, was there something that fell through the cracks that perhaps mm. I didn't get? <gasps> you know what, Steve? Yes, right. I just had an idea. Halo Master Chief Collection? 
Uh, well, that, that's a possibility, but I, I was thinking, and this goes right into our topic of the day, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I was thinking none other than Dead or Alive 6, which is coming out, I believe, either this month or next month. That's what I'm going to do. So what do you have for us in this week in video game and movie anniversaries? Did I say it right that time? I think you did, but oh. what you didn't do is cue any music. I can't do it without music, Russ. Talk and, and improv beatbox at the same time. I'm terribly sorry. What do I have for you? Is this going to suffice for you? Well, I guess that's going to have to. Well, Russ, I'm going to have quite the plethora of video juegos for you. Not necessarily movies, though. Um, I don't think all the resources online have updated yet for all the birthdays, anniversaries, this, that, and the other. Uh-huh. But one movie in particular, which was a classic, gonna have to put this on my Netflix list, which uh, turns 30 as of uh, January 5th. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Back in uh, 1989. Born on the 4th of July. Uh, Tom Cruise classic. That's right. I have to watch that one. Oliver Stone, wasn't it, uh, directed that one? I think so. I think his movies are kind of like hit and miss. Like, they uh, are. The ones like, that are really good are really good. The yeah, ones that no. are really bad are really bad. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on to video games. So, as I was looking this stuff up, there was like two days worth that were crazy busy. Like, days and days and days and days and days and days and days. Both they've fallen on December 30th and January 1st. Uh-huh. Okay. <sighs> so here we go. And then every, everything else, like, there's, like, nothing out. Okay. So, December 30th. Actually, no. Nothing happened December 30th. I'm sorry. December 31st. <laughs> Turning 45. Back in 1974, Wild Gunman. Do you remember? Never heard of it. Well, I, yes, you have, because later on, 10 years later to be exact, Nintendo brought it out to the NES. Remember with the little light gun that was used with it? Oh, yeah. Same game. Yeah. Okay. Turning 35 uh, back in 1984, we have Bank Panic, which is for the Sega Master System. Oh. Basically, you're a sheriff and you run around shooting outlaws. Okay. Pixelated outlaws, kind of like... Ah, uh, never mind. You're not a sheriff. I forget it. Although it would be good if it would be kind of cool if they had a DLC where you actually were the sheriff. You could shoot bad guys. You know, it wouldn't feel so bad as you were shooting lawmen who were trying to shoot you. Anyway, uh, let's see. Turning 30 as of 1989, Wrestle War. That was for the Genesis. Now, the reason I say Genesis is because. I think it was multi-platform, but I saw that game everywhere. Every time I went into the store for like a new Genesis game, uh -huh. I saw like the the big muscle dude on the cover. I'm like, I, I don't want to play that. I don't know. Did you ever play that one? I don't know. Uh, uh, game was everywhere. I don't know. 
Let's see here. Turning 25 back in 1994, we have Battle Corp for the Sega CD. I, oh, okay. Uh, that, that that one I do recognize. Uh-huh, and you'll recognize this one. Cosmic Carnage. Yes, I do remember that one. For the 32X. That was the one, I think, where you... I should have, like, YouTubed it, but I think they were experimenting with, like, if you did, like, a big punch, your fist would zoom up to the screen or your foot or something like that, all pixelated. It, it was Sega's way of going, like, oh, see, we got Mode 7 graphics, too. It's like, uh And then I think you could knock each other's armor off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, had yeah, some yeah, things yeah. to it that were novel, but it didn't have the staying power of other fighting games. Yeah. I don't think they ever made another one. So, in the arcade world, uh, we had, on the same day, Cruisin' USA. Which, if you go into any, almost any arcade, that's still there. All the way from 1994. Yes. We're on the cutting edge. Cruising friggin' USA. Then you had Battletoads. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, the Okay, so I can't pronounce this. It was for the 3DO starring Tia Carrera, but it's called the, the Daedalus Encounter. Something like that. D-A-E-D-A-L-U-S. I don't know. Hmm. I think our uh, one of our buddies had that one. Tia Career though, in a video game. It's awesome. And uh, let's see, Samurai Showdown 2 and Pitfall. That was all December 31st. So if we go to January 1st, Rose. January 1st. Turning 35 from 1984, we have Paperboy Classic. Oh, yeah. Paperboy is one of the staples of the NES. Yeah, and the, well, yeah, and it was for the Sega, and it was for the arcade, and it was for those one of those little, like, tiger handheld games it back was. in the day. I think Atari may have had it, too. Yeah, they did. Uh, turning 30 back in 1989, John Madden. Ah, Brad Favre! You met John Madden, by the way. I did. I got a picture taken with the man. Stayed at one of his uh, hotels. The late, great John Madden. Football was never saved again after, uh, yeah. He retired out, yeah. Anyway, um, is he still with us? I don't know. That's a good question. Man. Anyhow, turning 25 back in 1994, this one, I, I kind of remember, I think I rented this one from, uh, from the store once to play. It's AX, like A slash X dash 101. It was one of those spaceship shooters for Sega CD. And Android Assault. Do you remember Android Assault? That one, yeah. Yeah, we ha- I had that one. That was for Sega CD, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Fantasy Star 4, The Tick, which is based on the cartoon. I always wanted to play that, never did. The cartoon was friggin' hilarious, though. And uh, Madden NFL 95 also came out. Turning 20, Tomb Raider, The Golden Mask. That was like... I played that one, yeah. That's old school Lower Croft. Yep. That's like puberty boy fantasy Laura Croft. <laughs> Those low polys never look so fine in my life. You smell that? No. I do. I think it's the topic of the day!
of the day had a smell, what do you think it would be? Um, sage, thyme, oregano. Now I know you're just name dropping from <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Black beans, uh, beef burrito, cheese, um, with a mix of uh, hot chocolate, champagne. Should I go on? That, that sounds like something that you would vomit up after drinking too much on New Year's Eve. Followed by an omelet with tomatoes. And <laughs> wow. Actually, the omelet, the, the omelet um, if you were ever, um, if you ever have too much to drink, there was, omelets are not bad to have after, you know, you're trying to get better from drinking too much. You know? Breakfast food in general, you know, you can always eat breakfast food no matter what time of day or night. It's going to be appropriate. Yes. So our topic of the day is our uh, anticipated. <laughs> it's like how I did that. Our topic of the day is ha 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 Our anticipated games of 2019. So... Both of us have put together lists, and just like last year, I fully expect us to have many of the same titles, but I thought just for fun, we'd be able to kind of go back and forth, so we'll take turns going down our list. It's okay if, if one of us has more titles than the other. It's not a big deal, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of go back and forth, list uh, one title at a time, and then be able to chat briefly about whether or not we are both looking forward to it. Okay. So you want to flip a coin or something? Uh, do you have a coin on you? Actually, I don't. You know, I'm not sure if I do either. Let me, let me check my pocket real quick. Yeah, I might have a Susan B. Anthony or something. <laughs> I have a key and I have a used movie ticket. <laughs> flip that one in there and see what faces up. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Okay. Uh, how about you go first? Okay, well, I'm going to get this one out of the way. First and foremost, Russ. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. Did they actually... December. Uh, okay. I couldn't supposed remember if be, they had specified a month. Supposed to be December. That's the last time I checked it anyway. I think it was December 9th. I, I know it was December, but I want to say it was December 19th. Right before Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, it, I mean, obvious, right? No-brainer. No-brainer. Um, golly. This game is going to be epic. It's... It looks amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to have, I, I keep on saying it, but I'm going to have my Xbox One X for that game for sure. Mm. I, I might have to get it. I mean, my birthday is coming up, Russ. I'm getting a little older. Happy birthday to you. No, not, not yet. No, I'm saying if you were to buy the Xbox One X for yourself, your birthday, uh -huh. that's exactly what would be going through your mind. Yes. Only instead of you, it would be happy birthday to me. And I would be thinking about, uh, I'm getting older and I have Alzheimer's. Slightly less hair than I did before. Osteoporosis. So, no. <laughs> Maybe a stint or something, but anyway. Kinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the game looks freaking beautiful. Acting. I mean, CD Projekt Red. If they, if, if, I love The Witcher. This game's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to be huge. 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 You know, I hope they do, do some improvements on the, some of the stuff that we were talking about before. But um, no, we don't. I mean, I mean, we don't have to go that far into it. It's gonna be 
fan freaking tastic. It is. I think that that uh, I'm actually glad that you said it because I do not have that title in my list. I'm ashamed. No, I'm, I'm, so, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I have so many titles yeah. in here, but that was one that slipped by me. So you I'm, know, glad, I'm very glad that you actually started I, out the whole topic of the day with Cyberpunk 2077 because I do believe that title will be 2019's version of Red Dead Redemption 2. Disappointing, Russ. Disappointing. I'm sorry to disappoint to you. I think this I'm is, only human. I think I, I, I knew you were going to do that again. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is just like in our episode, like we did some similar to this last year. I have a very condensed list. I didn't just like blah, 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 looking forward to everything. My That's list fine. is condensed. That's quite all right, Steve. So I wanted to pay homage twenty uh, to, to Cyberpunk 2077. First and foremost, got to get it out of the way. Your turn. My anthem. Anthem was, I have that as second on my list. All oh, right. Let me talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> anthem was a title that we had initially thought was going to come out in 2018. Yeah. It, it got delayed. It did. So now it is an anticipated title for 2019. I believe it's still scheduled to come out in February, but uh, I think that if there was a title, well, you know what? I was going to say, if there was a title to possibly fight for the crown of Game of the Year mm. against Cyberpunk 2077, it would be Anthem. However, there are other titles in my list that could also just as well fight for that crown. It's just true, Russ. So it's, it's I don't know, it's 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 very exciting time. But Anthem, I don't really need to go into too much detail other than it's a Casey Hudson title. It's a Bioware title. I'm looking forward to them kind of being redeemed from the atrocity that was the Andromeda fiasco. Right. So. Now, you know what I'm looking forward to that one is, even though we're confused as all heck. About the story? About the story. Something happened here and space and it's futuristic and there's freelancers and javelins. Um, well, for, those are the names yeah, of the class. Yeah, yeah, I know that, that part we're not confused about. Yeah, I'm just throwing stuff out there, Russ. Okay. 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 Picking up what I'm throwing at you? No. Okay. Not sticking. <laughs> so I'm doing the Matrix bullet dodge. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he is the one. Okay, never mind. So, um, oh, yeah, you could say it. I'm yeah. the one. <laughs> Mom thought I was the one. <laughs> um, jeez. So you're number two. <laughs> anyhow, the uh, I'm looking forward to streaming a different game. Streaming a different game on Twitch, and I think that is the one anthem we will be twitching for a while. You don't think Cyberpunk will be Twitch worthy? Um, I think so many people will have Cyberpunk that I, I mean, people will Twitch it. Yes. I don't think a lot of people are going to watch it because they're going to be playing it. I see. It's kind of like Red Dead Redemption. I know there's people playing Red Dead Redemption on, on Twitch and whatnot. I don't know how many people are actually watching it. I Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I do think that when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2, in order for it to be something of interest for folks to play, play the online component. And then I think people will be more willing to watch it because everybody wants, they don't want spoilers, especially right. if they want to play the game. It's, yeah. Yeah. So what is your next title? Okay. Let's see here. I don't know about you, Steve, but I have a lot to go through here. I don't. <laughs> I 
I, you were going to say something cut me off. No, I was just laughing. Yeah, I was giggling. Yeah, I was okay. tittering. I was chuckling. Sekiro. Shadows oh. die twice. That was a good one. Yes. That one looks... Uh, that looks like it's going to push the boundaries again of the graphics capabilities of these uh, systems here. I think that's actually available on all the platforms. I don't think that's just... So, if I remember correctly, I do believe that there are two different games, one for the Xbox, one for the PS4, but it's it's very similar. It takes place around the same time period. It has the same type of like samurai-ish looking thing. I just don't remember what the name is. I do, because that's a part of my list. Oh, so you have both of them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next one I have is Beyond Good and Evil 2. <gasps> what do you know? I have that one as well. Oh. So this was one that has another very interesting story. The, the first one, of course, um, is highly regarded. And I'm I, there, actually, this one doesn't have a whole lot of information either. They've done a good job of just building the hype around it with a lot of the pre-rendered, highly produced cinematics. They did tease some of the, the actual gameplay, which again, just it looks really, really good. So I'm... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Ubisoft offering. I'm hoping it's going to be just as good as it looks. Back to you, Steve. <laughs> so I have Resident Evil 2 Remake. I have that one as well. No, you don't. Don't, don't lie, Resident Evil. I don't. Don't lie. I really do. So uh, Resident Evil was definitely a worthy, excuse me, Resident Evil 2 was a worthy successor to Resident Evil 1, one of the best sequels uh, for... Yeah. You know, if you were to continue that, if you were to say Resident Evil 1 was a good successor, I think that would have actually still worked because didn't they come out with a Resident Evil 0? Did they? Oh. Maybe they did. I, I mean, <laughs> at some point it was like more zombies and people forming into something else with zombies. And then it was, it got into from survival horror to just right. action. And I, I kind of lost interest. So what makes point. you excited about Resident Evil 2 Remake? So I want to see Raccoon City burn like I've never seen it before. See, back when... What do you have against <laughs> raccoons? So back in the day, they had just the one pre-rendered scene or actually in Resident Evil 2, they had stuff actually moving around. Resident Evil 1, they had just like that static pre-rendered screen where you would walk up the stairs, walk through a hall, walk wherever you need to walk, and the screen would just switch wherever you were going. Mm. Resident Evil 2 actually had like stuff burning and, 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 and other stuff going on, birds flying or, you know, zombie eating somebody in the background of the foreground. Perhaps you couldn't interact with it, but uh, definitely a graphics jump. With this one, they're going to change up the play mechanics a little bit. Which it almost looks like a brand new game. It almost looks like a brand new game. Yeah, but the story is still solid, and um, I, I hope the new play mechanics don't ruin it, but I'm keeping a very optimistic and open mind. I think it's going to be great. I think I it's going to be, yeah. They've been demonstrating this game behind closed doors to a number of the different staff at like IGN and GameSpot, like all these different places, Game Informer, and everybody unanimously comes away just being really impressed. Yeah. So. And I think the Resident, Resident Evil 2 is a fantastic game to remake because they already have done different variants of the Resident Evil, like the Resident Evil for GameCube. 
was incredible, but it would it wouldn't really make sense to go back and do oh let's do a Resident Evil one again. Right. You know, if anybody has, still has the GameCube, go get yourself a cheap copy of Resident Evil. It, it's fantastic. It is really really good on the GameCube. Back to you. Oh, thank you. Skull and Bones. Jeez. Oh, Skull and Bones. I here's the deal. I am still interested in seeing how that game turns out. Granted, we've talked on this program about how some of the UI approaches have been worrisome just because it doesn't have that organic piratey feel. It feels too techy, but I'm wondering just how the game overall will play. So again, it's not my most anticipated title of 2019, but it is one that I am looking forward to. Just if for nothing else, I think the art direction is really, really good. I just really hope that the gameplay is fun. Back to you, Steve. Okay. Um, so one game that I, that, that I was looking around the internet and this popped up was Wolfenstein Youngblood. Ah, yes, that is on my list. So I don't remember seeing much footage of it, but if it's anything, I think it's the same people who are working on the other one. I don't think they've, they've changed anything around any. Oh, it's Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, if you recall in E3, they had a quick little teaser where yeah. it had the sisters. I thought that's what I saw, but I yeah. could, I didn't know that. Was, I For some reason, I forgot that was uh, Wolfenstein, but you I saw You still it. need to play Wolfenstein 2, oh, the, no. was it Colossus or whatever it is? Sh- something like, yeah. Shadow, no, not Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't something with the Colossus. We're Nazis. Uh, so yeah, I know I definitely need uh, to get that there from you, but if it's anything like the other game, then I'm definitely looking forward to it because that game was awesome. Even just watching it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to ping it back to me. I was going to say, that's kind of a <laughs> lousy sound effect. <laughs> that was more like a badminton hit. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have one for the PS4, Days Gone. Really? Yeah. Days Gone was a title that I totally thought was going to come out in t- 2018. It was actually slated for 2018. It got delayed. I believe it's supposed to be coming out in 2019. That's that zombie game yeah. that we saw oh, stuff yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That game. You're that yeah. motorcycle guy. Yeah, that game looks good, yeah. Yeah, it looks really it looks good. Really good. I think the storyline could be um, pretty engaging. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, yeah. not a ton mm-hmm. of information on it, but I, what I do think find promising is that they have not been doing a bunch of pre-rendered cinematics to push the game. They've really been showing a lot of the gameplay footage, which looks to be a uh, rip-roaring good time. Back to you. I have Automation Warlords, Russ. Uh, So similar to Resident Evil, um, also Capcom. I loved Animusha. I thought, I mean, it did kind of use the same sort of play mechanics where, okay. I feel like I'm in the the racquetball. Yeah, the racquetball. (laughs) I'm getting a bunch of blue balls (laughs) thrown at me and I have to swat them all. Anyway. Um, so Onimusha was a gorgeous game and Onimusha 3 was, was fantastic. I just, I thought the acting was better on, in the Onimusha series than the Resident Evil series and, uh, just gorgeous game and a lot of just great play mechanics. I think there was a, I'm trying to think of the, the French actor. Um, I forgot if he's still with us, but he was doing some of the acting in hmm, the last one that I had. And uh, that's also when we had our Japanese exchange students and, and they recognized him. And they're oh. like, oh yeah, that, that's uh, uh, Sean Pierre. Some, I'll look him up in a second. But um, anyhow, really looking forward to Animush. I don't, I'm, I cannot wait to see how the game looks on today's graphics. And I, I, I oh, oh. oh. Back to you. 
Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I knew that was going to be next. Oh, whatever. It's like I know you. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, wh- can you fault me for that? The, the first game I actually beat, and I, such a great game. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Again, this was a, a title that was originally being kind of touted as a 2018 title, and it found its way into 2019. So I cannot wait to get into that and uh, see where the story takes us. Back to you, Steve. So before I go on, uh, Jean Reno. Okay. Mm, yeah. As a matter of fact, you recognize him here, Russ, because he, uh, I think he played in a movie with Natalie Portman. <laughs> that guy right there. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? He was, uh, he was in uh, Ronin. I like him, yeah. He was in Ronin, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you need? No, that, 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 that's not French that at all. Did, I, I, don't, I don't have a French. I, I can't know do what French. That was. Yeah. You offended him. I'm sorry. How dare you? Sorry, Jean. Okay. Uh, you're going to be surprised at this, Russ. Shinmu 3. Really? That is surprising considering you, to my knowledge, have never played a Shinmu title. I know. I missed out because you took the game system with you to college and I never got to see it. I bought the original Shinmu and played through it. It was quite the game. I And that's what you keep saying. I've never seen Shinmu beyond the I internet. I don't know if you would like it, though. It's a very different experience. And, and I and I can't be I can't have different experiences. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that typically the experiences that spins your beanie are different than mine. <laughs> but, but then again, it maybe if you sit down, you'll you'll dig it. I don't know. That's just my my initial knee jerk reaction, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just like when the doctor hits your knee. Hey, reflex is still working. Stop that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Shinmu 3, looking forward to it. And uh, maybe I'll just watch you play for a while. I don't know. Now, now you're trying to, are you, I don't know. You're just trying to neg me out. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me into a negative Nancy. No. I'm trying to keep an open mind. Not at all. I'm impressed. Thank you. Back to you. Oh, thank you. The Last Night. Oh, I heard of that one. Oh, yes, you did, yeah. because we saw it at E3. It was yeah. the 2.5D pixel game. That's right. Now that game looked fun. It looked really, really original. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I don't really know too much about it other than the fact it looks beautiful and it looks like a really fun 2.5D scroller. Back to you, Steve. Some of these 2. Point, I'm telling you, I said it before, some of these 2.5D games that are coming out... Um, they look pretty good. And, and you know, the thing is, I don't really care for these platformers that well, but I do like watching, you know, watching you play them. I, I know what you mean, Steve. There, uh, there are certain titles that I enjoy watching you play. I, uh, I'm no good at them, but uh, I watch them all day long. Now, this is the one, and it's my last one, Rose. Okay. This is the one that you were trying to refer to earlier. Ghost of Tsushima. Ah, uh, yes. So this is the one that they had at the Sony booth where um, the, the samurai was walking through with yeah. all the, the cherry blossoms looked yep. breathtaking, looked to say beautiful. the least. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, that, that game's going to sell a ton. And I believe that it most likely be a contender for game of the year. Well, there you, you've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to be the ultimate samurai. Thank you very much. Uncle Steve has uh, made a prediction. I might even come on the show with a samurai sword just to show it off. I'm waiting for you to hit the ball back to me, Steve. Maybe I'm not ready yet. Oh, oh, oh. oh. oh there it is. <laughs> so this next title, I have to admit, I'm not exactly sure if this is a 2019 title, but if it is, 
then I'm going to say shame on you for not having this on your list. Final Fantasy Remake. Yeah, I had it on my list and I took it off specifically tonight before I got here because I've been looking and Googling and binging and yahooing. There's, okay, there's no release date. It's not going to come out in 2019. And, you know, I had a feeling that there's a chance that that's probably going to happen where, uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think that if Sony is smart, which they're smart, they have, they, have the, they have their moments. They're, they're, they can be pretty smart. Except when it comes to this, this last year's E3. Yeah, well, well, of course. There you go. However, seeing as how the next-gen systems are probably going to be debuting in 2020, it would be a wonderful game to be simultaneously demoed with the PS5. That'd be redonk. That would really harken back to the PS1 days when the Final Fantasy VII came out for it. And, and Final Fantasy VII was one of the best-selling titles oh, for yeah. the PlayStation 1. And I think that if they were to, to have kind of a revisiting of their roots, so to speak, with the PS5 and have the Final Fantasy remake be one of the launch titles, that would be a pretty jewel to be in the, uh, the launch lineup crown, if you know what I'm saying. Well, what they're thinking about doing is... Releasing the game, but in three different sections. Mm -hmm. So, certain part, of, like the first part of the game, like the first third, I guess, will come out. And then the second third, and then the third third will come out. So, it would make sense for all of those titles to come out on one system. It'd be kind of weird to be like, okay, here's the same story that you're used to, but the second game that we're releasing for a whole new other system... You know, it'd be like, well, I want to see the whole entire game look the way it's supposed to look on one system. So I think if they released it on the PS4, it'd be, it'll be cool either way. But if they released it on the PS4 and the PS5 just comes out right, you know, right then, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, can we see it on the PS5 to see what that looks like, you know? Well, that's why I'm wondering when it's going to be released and what their plan is. And just really going back to what I just said, if, if it turns out that the development cycle makes it so that it's not going to be released until the PS5 comes out anyway, that is um, a, a potentially great title to show off what the system can oh, do. Of course. So uh, what I also have on my list here, Psychonauts 2. That was a title that I've been following. Uh, if you recall, we had the pleasure of Raymond Crook on during one of our special guest episodes of Joygasm. He's one of the lead animators on the project. And Tim Schaefer, of course, is a very creative, brilliant man. So I look forward to seeing what all the hard work has been uh, generating over here. Speaking of which, you know Psycho is a word in Japan that actually means cool. I did not know that. Anyway, onward. Wow. That, uh, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Now, uh, moving right along here, I have... Okay, so you're going to roll your eyes a bit on this one, but I'm actually anticipating Ace Combat 7, simply because I have not played an Ace Combat game in a very long time. I fully realize that the gameplay mechanics are probably just going to be like the older Ace Combat titles with perhaps some subtle nuances that they've added in. However, I've always been a fan of the Ace Combat series, and because it's been so long since I've played an Ace Combat game... 
I'm kind of wanting to just jump back in and have fun. I've always enjoyed the the kind of the arcadey feel of that title, and the graphics have always been impressive, no matter which t- uh, system it's been on, whatever title it is. So yeah, that's one I have. Did you have any comment on that? Yeah, I, that's the same mentality I had when I the last Ace Combat that I bought. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm past the last two Ace Combats. It'd be good to get jump back into an Ace Combat. And I did, and I was like, yeah, this game plays exactly like the yeah. other games I've played, but they, it just has a big graphics boost. The game's fun. They'd load you up with, you know, afterburner sure. amount of missiles, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, you just go over there. They always improve, like, the the landscape, and, uh, of course, yeah. the jets, the physics, everything looks good. They, they think they've been, they've been putting in more... Uh, like cut scenes and or stuff. We- yeah, weather effects. Yeah. But I was gonna say also cut scenes because in the game's past, it only used to be a story told to you, but with one image, one right. single image. So I think they've been doing a lot uh, more stuff to it. Battle Toads is another one that I believe is coming out this year. That is coming out. Yep. I'm definitely. I'm curious. I'm not excited yet because I haven't seen anything other than just a logo. But I'm. I'm very curious to see what what does a next gen Battle Toads game look like, and I really hope that it is a next gen looking title. I hope it's not going to be some kind of, I don't know, half-assed looking thing. Whoa. Yeah. When you said curious, it made me think of Winston. Winston. Curious. Oh, from Overwatch. That's another game. I, oh, by the by, not to completely digress. Checked out some of the winter outfits when we were looking at the loot boxes and stuff. I've got to say that uh, Black Widow. Really? I'm sorry, not Black Widow. Widowmaker. Excuse me. The the new winter outfit. I dig it. Now the what I don't dig is like I think it costs like three thousand gamer credits or something. That's what like they that. always cost when something brand well, new. Well, I comes thought out. some of them were like one thousand or two thousand. That's like the 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 not as fancy skin. Well, let me tell you, I did not pony up any extra actual real world dollars for that. I'll wait till next uh, Christmas to be able to well, purchase that. But I did like that. I did did I? Anyway, let me get back on this. Here. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, Dead or Alive Six. Of course. Mentioned this earlier in the program. I've always been a big Dead or Alive fan. I've always been a big fighting game fan. And I really hope that my wrist is able to uh, heal (laughs) back to 100% because I'm not going to be able to enjoy playing these games for very long. I'm just going to have to continue to um, bait you over here and then tie you to a chair and have you play so I can watch. But uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan of a Dead or Alive series. Um, I've always felt like it was kind of the faster, stylish version of virtual fighter because actually that's like the same game engine that it was based on. They need to bring out, they need to bring out another virtual fighter, by the way, man, you know, virtual fighter is a game that I don't know would age as gracefully given a lot of the newer approaches to fighting games, but virtual fighter will always have a special place in my heart. This is true. Gears of war five. Yeah. Gears of War 5, I'm definitely looking forward to. That's more my game than your game. Yeah. The story trajectory that they are taking with it has definitely <laughs> also piqued my interest. Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, come on, Ross. Have you seen the trailers for this, Steve? Yeah. I, yes, I have. Are you pushing out a turd over there, Steve? So- <laughs> right. You never even played a Kingdom Hearts before. That's very true. I watched you play some of your Kingdom Hearts that you played, and uh, did, you enjoyed it, right? 
It's not like you yeah, tortured yourself no, through playing no, the game. I didn't torture myself playing through the game, but like once was enough. So I'm curious about this just because once again, we're at this next gen console thing. I'd really like to see what they're capable of doing with the animations because obviously Disney has a very vested interest in kingdom hearts. As a result, the bar of quality is, is going to be very, very high. I don't know if I will necessarily play it. I haven't ruled it out though. I'm I've, just going to buy it and put it on the shelf. Honestly, I, I was thinking <laughs> about buying it for you. Oh, geez, right. But if you don't want it, Steve, don't worry. Maybe I won't buy it or maybe I'll buy it for myself just so I can get that Kingdom Hearts experience. But I mean, there's a lot of positive buzz surrounding it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Do you remember this? I remember they talked about it. Yes. I don't, I didn't think that was gonna be released in 2019 though. If I remember correctly, when the host of the show uh, was <laughs> cornered. Yeah. Cornered. Yeah. She sat down with, um, the the guy who I believe was the the director of the well he he's kind of one of the head honchos of Respawn Entertainment, mm. I believe he said next year, I may be wrong, but um I believe he said it was next year so I just threw it in my list. Team Sonic Racing. I have always been a fan of the Sonic Kart series. I, I don't think it's as good as Mario Kart, but I do like some of the previous attempts by the, the, the teams that do the Sonic Kart racing. It may turn out to be a disaster. You know, Sonic, it's always hit or miss. You have to actually try the game out to see if it's really, really good or really, 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 really bad. So luckily, over the last like two to three years, the, the titles have improved from being like complete disasters. The Division 2. Really? Remember we were looking at that and yeah, I, I the mean, Division 2 seemed yeah. to actually look substantially better than the first Division and you could tell that they weren't pulling the wool over everyone's eyes when they showed it at E3. You know, the first Division, they had like some kind of supercomputer somewhere in the behind the curtain running the game. This time it was like, okay, yeah, that makes that looks like what the actual gameplay um, is to be expected. Of course, I have not played the first division. I ended up getting the first division on sale, and it's one of those titles that gets Xbox One X enhanced. So I'm sure it does. I'll have to take a little looksy on that, especially now that I'm I'm on the tail end of wrapping up RDR2. I've got through the story. I just need to play the online and see what that's like and be able to finish out some of the little find this and find that stuff. You won't because there's no bow and arrow in it. Whatever. You don't know that. Maybe they do have a bow and arrow in there. <laughs> <clears throat> Trials Rising. Trials Rising, if you recall, was that stunt dirt bike type of game. The There was a, uh, an older title of this, of the same, well, it's from the same series, way back in like 2010 or something. And I played it and I, and I believe it came out for Xbox Live Arcade or something like that. Uh, it was one of those titles that it was more of a casual game, but at the same time, it, it was very addicting. It was just, it was fun to be able to take your dirt bike and run through some sort of obstacle course. And especially if you were racing against other dirt bikers, that added another level of fun. Just, just a fun game. Nothing, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be on the level as like cyberpunk or anthem or something, but it's just a, an all around fun series. Finally. Oh. Last but not least, this is one that you had already talked about, but I just thought it'd be worth mentioning since I uh, had played the last one, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Ah. I'm very much looking forward to that. I am a huge Wolfenstein fan. I think that uh, that's uh, another title that, my goodness, just 
oozes personality, oozes character. You've got to play that game. Well, good grief and good golly. Let me borrow it. I don't know if I have the um, the physical copy or if I got it online. I may have downloaded it online. Mm, I'm sure right now it's a decent price on Amazon. So, Oh, yeah, you could probably get it. Oh, yeah. For just getting a price day, son. That wraps up this episode of Joy Gasm. Make sure you tune in next week for our anticipated movies of 2019. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it really helps us continue doing what we love to do here. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>